Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Zero Daring Thoughts. I'm glad you are here with me. I am so excited for today's episode because I have a special guest on today. Um, someone that I have really been enjoying um, taking up space on Instagram for Black Gay Men. And so I am so excited that he has agreed to come on the show. And his name is Lamont, the Gay Dating Coach. Hi, Lamont. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on your platform today. I so appreciate you for doing this. Like, you just really don't understand how much I really enjoy your platform and how you use it for um, Black Gay Men. And so I'm just honored that you agreed to be here. Oh, this is great. I am really looking forward to the conversation. I am too. So let's just get right on in it. So uh, for those of you who do not know, for those of my listeners who have probably been sleeping under a rock that don't know who you are, can you just give us a little background of um, who Lamont is and how you started to use your platform for, for Black Gay Men and Love? Sure. So, um, you know, I know um, <laughs> because my face is black or brown, people think I only work with black gay men, but I actually work with um, all gay men of any race, any age, ethnicity, all of the United States. And one of the things um, that well, one of the reasons I got into this is because I, I'm a therapist by trade. So I've been working with couples, particularly gay men or gay couples for a long time. And what I noticed was, is that most gay men do not know how to date. And when they get into relationships, it is like a pissing contest or there's lying. There is just like too much competition going on and they don't really know how to sustain a relationship. So I went back and got a certification in matchmaking so that I can teach gay men how to find love and stay in healthy relationships. I love that. I love that. And when did you realize, when, when was the moment you really realized that, wow, this is really something that is needed, not just where I am, but just like globally, this is something that is needed nationwide? <laughs> yeah, one of my um, good friends a long time ago, almost, Lord, today, almost 10 years ago, um, he find you know, a partner and he went to different matchmakers. And all of them were like, yeah, you're a great guy, but, you know, we're really not connected to the gay community. So he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so we talked and we're like, why don't we start our own matchmaking business? Mm. Where we help gay men to find love because back then there, there really were no other folks out there um, that we could find providing services for gay men. Yes, that is so true. I'm so glad that. Oh, I'm so glad you guys, the doors were just closed in your face. Like, okay, your friend, he's like, okay, forget this. Let's just do our own thing. I love that. So you yeah, I think that's, that's one of the things about gay men. Like sometimes we have to create our own stories and our narrative. And sometimes we have to create our own spaces. That is true. That is true. And we do it well. So listeners, just so y'all know why we are here. I have been watching, you know, Shoot Your Shot Wednesdays on Instagram, you know, weekly. I have a group of friends who we get on and we watch it, we laugh, we have a glass of wine and all those good things. And we just <laughs> enjoy. We we'll have food. a watch party. Okay. We, we literally have a, a virtual watch party and we are, we are so tickled by the show. And I personally am, I love 
I love it because I'm an author, I'm a writer, so I really am I'm, I'm writing something currently and it's giving me, you know, some insight really on all, you know, gay men out there and how we navigate and it's like it seems like there's a consist a consensus of the men that I see on your platform and the men that I know that we just don't know what the hell we want. Like we it's like we want we want relationships but we really don't know what that means. And I've noticed that a lot. And so I really wanted to have a conversation with you because as someone like me who is looking for something, even though I don't want to, don't know what the name is, I'm, I'm told that it's love. I'm told that it's marriage. I'm told <laughs> that it's this and that. But I really don't know what that is. And it's hard to talk to people to kind of figure out what that is because as, as, a, as a gay man, it's not like we have so many elders uh, uh, to show like successful relationships where we can go to to talk and get those little golden nuggets so that's really why i want to talk to you about and this podcast is called dating dating ain't no ho um <laughs> and because it is it's, it's it's hard out here and so that's what we're talking about right 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 and i i will say if you're above the age of 30 it's really hard to pinpoint or identify role models on how to date or like any um, successful relationships uh, of two gay men yeah. or even like particularly two black gay men. It's really hard to point like, oh, when I was growing up, I saw this couple and they were a great model. Um, and like, I think it's hard for some people to really sit with themselves and mm -hmm. say, what will make me happy in a relationship? like an honest conversation, like what is really important to you that you must have so that you can find happiness. Sometimes we have these superficial things like, oh, he has to have a job. He has to have a car. Well, that's the basic. If, if you're, if you're growing, a, if you're dating a grown man, those are basics. I want to really know about like core values. Like yes. do you want someone who like spirituality is important is loyalty, is humor, is health. Like sit down and write down a list about like what really is going to make you stay connected with a guy. And most guys don't do that. Yes, and, and I 100% agree. I think that um, I was just listening to someone have a conversation about dating and they were saying that there's a difference between being compatible with some somebody and being, being with someone that you can see for a long-term commitment. Um, because, you know, outside of compatibility, do they also meet other, do they also check off other things, you know, compatible or finance, financially are compatible with each mm -hmm. other, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. are we sexually compatible to this and this and this, but longevity, like, you know, you know, religion comes into play, you know, like family, you know, do you want a family? Do you want to grow a family? So I think that, you know, we're so, I, I think, I think it's so, um, sex is, is at the forefront of how we have been somewhat programmed to navigate dating that we that when you do try to figure out those other things is kind of too late or sometimes it's you're unable to backtrack you know what you've already done if you if you've already had sex with each other mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know it's so funny you know um Cordero, I, I, I go to a very progressive church right so my pastor he's married to a man and we talk about, you know, at church, a whole bunch of things. And one of the things he said this um, past um, Sunday is that sometimes as gay men, we pin our 
identity on our sexual our sexual preference, right? So your sex is a part of your identity. But when you turn 60, 75, and some of that stuff don't work, mm-hmm. <laughs> or things shift, who are you then, right? So I, I, I really think in some relationship experts, we're kind of split on this. Some people are yeah. like, hey, you have to find a guy that um, meets this type of compatibility measures for you. Others, like myself, I really believe it's really about finding someone um, that you genuinely are interested in, the two of you having a conversation and really saying, hey, how do we support each other and make each other happy for the long term? Yes. Right. So it's 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 like intentional conversations to make sure that you pay attention to your partner's needs and you figure out ways that you can show up for your partner in a relationship. Yes, yes. And like I like I, I like I talk to some of my friends and I tell them like my journey, like I've I've been gay my whole life. I'm um set when it comes to, you know, how I identify in the bedroom. I'm I'm a bottom. Don't don't I ain't one of them people who who get curious about doing nope, I'm a bottom. Love it. <laughs> no flipping, no flipping. No flipping for me. But what I've also noticed is that the older that I the older that I I get, I'm 36 now, I'll be 37 this year. I don't care too much about uh, penetrative sex. Like that's just not a priority for me anymore. Um, the older I get, I, the more I care about connection and just being um, so, so um, like you're, you're really connecting with the person and that connection with the person turns me on more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I, that's just the older I get. I be trying to tell people, like, if I'm going to be with you at, at, at 70 years of age, ain't nobody bottoming at 70. Like, that's not high. Like, I'm not doing <laughs> that. There are some them. They, they they are. They are. They out there. Look good for y'all, but I'm not. And, I'm not, and doing all that. But listen, the way my back, I feel like it's gonna be set up when I'm 70. I'm not doing that. So what else can we what else do can we love about each other? Because at some point that may not be a priority in our relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and relationships change over time. And yes. the key thing really is is about literally paying attention how things might have adjusted, what your partner's new needs might be, because the person you're dating now is going to evolve into a different person in 10, 15 years, as he should or she should, because they are learning, they're experiencing different things. So you and your partner have to really do check-ins. Like, you you know, what are your fears this year? What are your hopes this year? What are your you know, your desires like this year, like, and, and some people feel like it should be organic. No, no relationships are not organic. They are work. It's borderline a part-time job. If you're doing it successfully in in a long-term relationship. I agree. So do you believe in teaching someone how to love you? Absolutely. When you're dating, like when you are like, when you meet that guy initially, that first three months, you should be teaching the person how to show up for you. Like, you don't have to be like, do this X, Y, and Z, but what you do gently and say, Mm -hmm. oh, I love it when you do that. That makes me feel so special. Thank you for doing that. Send him flowers if he did something nice that um, expresses your love language. You have to let the guy 
you know, people say, you know, red flags, you have to give green flags. Like, hey, you yes. keep on, you're doing this right. Like, how does a guy know that he is um, loving you the right way unless you tell him and reward him? <laughs> Not like a dog with treats, but you do have to reward him to when he does something right. Yes, and that's and that's what I feel like is different sometimes now trying to date because you know, like I said, you know, I'm in that I'm at that age where I can, you know, like that that means says I'm at the age where I can date your daddy or I can date you. So I'm at the age, <laughs> I'm at I'm in the age where I do get you know I get some older men, but they're so set in their ways they don't understand a lot of the new language they don't understand a lot of the new dating styles because they're old school and then i get the younger guys who all they care about you know is sex and you know how a person can make them feel sexually you know and so i, I it's it's interesting because no one talks about how to love or show up for you anymore. They want you to be a mind reader. It's like, mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to tell you anything. You know, you should just know. How is someone supposed to know? And then after you break it down, you realize they don't even know what the hell they want to tell you. And yeah. so how do you expect someone to just know when you don't even know yourself or, or you don't know how to communicate it? I'll say that. Yeah, and, and and I think that's why guys need to really, you know, go go park, Go pray, go for a vacation somewhere where you sit down, meditate about what you want and what makes you feel good so that you can tell the guy, hey, this is what I want in a relationship or this is important to me. Um, if not, you are literally going to be dating like a flimsy fish out of water, coming in contact with the kid and the dad and you're dating <laughs> both generations because you really don't know what you want. Like yeah. once you hone in, you might say, you know what? I really do want some someone around my age who has experienced life a little bit more, but not someone who's old enough to be my dad where they're trying to teach me way, way too much. Exactly. So you, you got to hone in. And then, you know, my belief is that you pick the guys that you want. So that means you have to go after the types of guys that you want after you come up with your list. Don't wait around for them to look for you and find you. That's true. Um, so the next, one of the things I want to talk to you about is I, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm somehow, I'm sometimes a little confused um, with the terminologies when it comes to dating. I, I don't know if all these new terms were added because they should have been there or if someone is just trying to make it more complicated <laughs> because I don't get the, the, the just they were just dating to the dating exclusively to the only, you know, we're just having conversation to the old, now we're in a relationship versus we're exclusively in a relationship. I'm like, what the hell? All I know is that, and you know, and and I don't get, I don't, I don't, I'm not a person who knows how to date multiple people. That's just mm -hmm. not me. And I think um, I've tried and it's a headache um, because I personally just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was just a headache for me trying to date multiple people. And so I like to just focus on one person, but unfortunately, uh, there's not really that many people who like to do that. And a lot of people like to date multiple people. So it seems like I always end up feeling somewhat burned in the end because of course I've put so much energy into this one person, 
but they don't feel hurt because they've been putting that energy into five different people. So, mm. I, so I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. I don't know if it's just I just need to get with the program, or if there is some confusion that can be drawn there with all these different dating styles. Right. So I I, I do think, and I'm a, a proponent of dating more than one person at a time, not five or six. That can be a lot, right? Like who has the capacity, the time? to date five different guys at the same time. Some people might, but I'm just like, well, what type of job do you have? What type of <laughs> hobbies do you have? Do you have friends? Do you have family members? Do you even have a dog? Like, you pro- like you, I-, I have way too much <laughs> stuff to be doing. But I think one of the things, if you, while dating someone, only put your energy into that one person, mm-hmm. when it doesn't work out, you're left alone. Yeah. Right. So I think it's a, the reason why I say it's OK to date multiple people at the same time, because dating is a learning process and it's about seeing if the guy is a good fit for you. I think you can date more than one person at a time. It does not mean you have to have sex with the person. Mm-hmm. I'll do a pregnant pause there. Right. A, a date. When you talk about we're dating, we're dating exclusively. We're in a relationship. Now we're now listen. Talking, all that is dating. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is dating. If you're dating someone exclusively, you're in a relationship. Hello. (laughs) You're in a relationship. So don't blur the lines, right? Dating is anything where you have said, um, we are no longer trying to get to know other people romantically. Um, Unless you're in an open relationship, then there are different nuances that you all talk about. But Mm -hmm. if you go on one date, two dates, three dates with a guy, you're dating. Dating should be two things. Having a good time together while learning about the guy to see if he's compatible. Yes. That is it. That's it. I agree. Yeah. So I hope y'all heard that. Yes. So date more than one person at a time. Date more than one person at a time. Okay. And it's okay to tell the guy, hey, listen, I just met you. I'm trying to get to know you. I enjoy spending time with you. Um, You are not the only person that I may want to do that. Now, if you want me not to do that, then let's have a conversation about that. And here are some things that I might need to see or experience if I want to be exclusive with you. Yes. Because I don't owe you exclusivity after a week of meeting you. That's true. I don't know your friends. I don't know your family. I don't know if you're violent. I don't know all these different things about you, but I'm supposed to be exclusive with you? Why? That's true. Not yet. Not yet. That's true. What are your thoughts on, I think it's, okay, so I think this is, I think it's getting a little bit better, but I think it's still like the line, the, the lines are still a little bit blurred, um, especially within the black gay community, community with the, um, since this, um, how we um, sensationalize like DL culture. Uh, so, <laughs> as I, you know, filter <laughs> because I don't cuss. Um, but I think it might be a generation thing because the majority of open, confident gay men do not want to deal with someone who is still in a. a, a who is committed to being or living a life of a lie. Yeah. 
Because if you are saying, hey, my standpoint is I'm going to be DL, you're committing yourself to live a life of a lie. Right. And most gay men who are out of the closet, who are confident in their skin, they don't want to attach themselves with someone who's committed to living a life of a lie. They want someone who's authentic, who's proud of who they are um, for a relationship. I do think sometimes we mix that up where some people might just want to have sex with them and that's it. But that rarely evolves to anything that is sustainable. Yes. I think what's um what's been hard for me, what I've noticed, because again, I'm a I'm born in the late 80s, child of the 90s, 2000s. So I, I grew up, you know, heavily within that DL culture era. And it what's confused me now is that there is now it's is top bottom verse DL. I'm like, wait a minute, no, that wasn't, that's not how that worked. <laughs> that's not what that was, you know. And so I feel I don't know, now it's it's morphed into like a, a, a date, like a category of men where it's like separate from separate from everything else that I've grown to know and learn about, you know, dating or just, you know, having sex with men in general. And so it's just, it's just, it's confused the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things, and some people might not like the advice that I give, but that's okay. Find another dating coach. They might give you some other advice. <laughs> I, I, I do think there are certain cities um, where it is more yes. difficult to find open gay men or yep. open black gay men. So I say in, get a job, save up some money and move that move out of that city because yeah. it's really about the environment and yeah. then your networks. So when I say network, like, do you know other gay men who are professionals, who are um, even blue collar workers, who are ambitious, who are connected to their passions in life? Like if you don't if your network does not consist of those types of people, you need a new network because you will only and you will continue to encounter guys who are in the closet and they are not dateable for you. And that is your only perception of what it means to be a gay man. So I'm saying like, if you live, don't kill me. If you live in Alabama, like Montgomery, Mississippi, the dating pool is very limited for black gay men who are out of the closet. And that's reality move to a larger city where you have better options of meeting or there's a likelihood that you're going to meet more available guys. That's true. Yes. And like I told you, you know, I'm in Chicago and mm-hmm. it is DL like city here. It's just ridiculous. And it, it, look, trying to date and my age has been very difficult here. Um, mm-hmm. The most of the out, the men that are out are in a relationship. Um, if they're single, they're white, and, and I really do not want to have a long-term um, relationship with anyone that's not of the BIPOC. <laughs> you have to be a, a brown, black, something. Um, and I, so it's just been, it's so it's hard. And lately, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I've been really getting hit on by younger guys. And it's like, I don't have a problem with dating someone a little younger but I'm also a professional. Um, I work in healthcare, have a master's, so I, I have all these different projects. I'm at a point where I'm t- I'm kind of tired of meeting people where that are not 
somewhere doing 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 stuff that I'm doing financially or have hobbies or passions or careers. I'm tired of being the the one that's always supporting a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately dating the younger men, that's what it always is. There's not really anyone that's younger who, you know, makes more than me or is even making equivalent to what I'm making. And so it's just been really hard trying to find someone to connect with. Um, also dealing with the fact that I am a larger body, I am a larger body black gay man. I'm feminine. So the whole no facts, no fams applies heavily to me. And so it's just been really difficult. So I, I, I had a lot of conversations with myself with, you know, with uh, talking about moving, talking about, you know, going somewhere else where there's a, a larger scene, but also trying to, uh, trying to find someone who will love and accept me for me because, you know, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm big. I've been big all my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, that's something that I have not only not, you know, you know, struggled with, but, you know, I'm also an active person. I'm, I don't just sit on the couch or whatever. I'm very active. But, and, and so it's hard to get people to look past all of that and, and, and get to know me for the great person I am because of all those other elements. And so, yeah, it's, it's just really difficult. Right. So what, what I hear is that, and some people have this misconception is that they need to be marketable for the masses. Mm. You need to be marketable for the guys that appreciate you for who you are. So your goal is not like, oh, I want everybody to think I'm a great catch. No, you want that one or two, you know, handful of guys to say, oh, no, you are amazing. I want to get to know you. And I would push a little bit more is even Chicago. I have dating coaching clients in Chicago. I have matchmaking clients in Chicago as well. And I show them how to change what networks they're currently in yeah, so that they can meet guys that will appreciate who they are. So like an example for guys who are in the bigger end, they're Onyx groups, right? There are big boy groups where they support, they even have like vacations and like getaways and retreats where guys- Yeah, big boy pride. Yeah, yeah. They celebrate their bodies. They celebrate them and- um those are the places where you invest your time and your energy. You're right. And I have to be completely honest with myself. I have not done that. So and, I definitely. Yeah. Thank honest. you for sharing. Because like it, it's, it, it is, it is work. It's effort. It's money. And you, and it's come, it's dealing with um, sometimes we can be introverted sometimes. So we don't mm-hmm. want to put ourselves in situations where we don't know anyone, like no yeah. one. <laughs> And that could be uncomfortable. Yes, because my, my circle, um, especially my circle of uh, gay friends, um, I am, you know, the the larger body one, you know. So I, you know, they don't have difficulties finding someone now. Long term connections, yes, but I do think I need to change my network of people that, you know, not only. Um, I connect with on different levels and we're all, you know, just a different friend group. I, I, I think I need to do that. I've been invited to all of the different, um, big, um, the big boy prides, the boys of the Bayou, they have one in New Orleans and all those things. And I've just, I have, I'll be honest, I have been scared 
to just go out there, you know, by myself to just explore and see what happens, which is it, which is crazy for me because I am a person who could walk into a room and just really connect with anybody. But something about those experiences make me feel a little bit more terrified. So I I I, I hear loud and, and I hear you loud and clear. Take the risk, book the trip, book your hotel, go by yourself. You will be pleasantly surprised. Let the community that you will build. I moved to Atlanta knowing a half a person. Because <laughs> I was saying half a person because the person was just an associate, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to experience life. I lived in Philadelphia for a long time. And the culture in Philadelphia is super, super DL. Like, mm. super, like, super, like, and this is way back. And I was like, I just don't want to be around that. I want to be in a place where people are open about who they are, where yeah. black people are successful. I want to see that. And I'm, I, I saved my money up. I packed. I moved down here. And it, it, it is a risk that you have to take with dating and in life. And it's worth it. It is worth the reward. That's right. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that just that just gave me the confirmation that I'm going. <laughs> I, I am going to the little spring break. I'm about to book my things now when I get off the yes. phone. I am going. It's a confirmation. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the conversations? Um, I, I mean, sometimes it's you know. Also, again, at sometimes I I pause when certain guys. Um, show that they're interested in me and i do it for a couple of reasons one there is this you know there's this unspoken word that goes around that people feel as though because he is a because i'm a larger body uh guy that i'm going to take care of a man i'm going to be more susceptible to how he behaves and all those things so sometimes when i someone shows interest in me i i I pause and i just you know i don't not show interest back but i just you know i I watch how they move um to know if this is genuine or not so sometimes it's i i don't i i battle with the emotional connection or understanding if this is if it's understanding understanding if this is an emotional connection or if this is a business transaction um because sometimes it, it it um the lines get blurred just a little bit with how you know people approach you but then i also feel as though I do need to take more accountability in understanding that sometimes I may miss some very clear signs because I want to see past it and believe that this could be an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that I kind of battle with um, in my recent dating experiences, understanding if this is really something genuine or if you are here for some, some, up, some undisclosed reasons that you're not telling me. Yeah, so you know th- that's part of the dating process, mm-hmm. and that's why I think it is okay um, to literally spend time or have conversations on the phone with the with the guy to vet them to see what they're about, and like say over the next six months, you may go on to go on dates with maybe six guys, like a, a new guy every month, mm-hmm. because during your dating process, getting to know each other, having fun time together, you may see that he has different expectations for a relationship. It does not mean he's a bad person or you're a bad person. He's just not a good fit for you. So you take him off the bench, like literally say, hey, 
you know, it was great meeting you. You seem like a great guy. I think we're just looking for two different things. Mm-hmm. You verbally say that, not a text, not an email, not an Instagram. <laughs> I'm saying that for a reason, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you laugh because people do it. And it's like, no. Mm. Verbally say, I, I had a good time with you. I, I just think we're looking for two different things. It's cool. I'll see you out when I see you. But we're done. And then you go date someone else. And you don't take it personal because that type of relationship might work for him. Yes. There are many different types of relationships that work out there that I would be like, oh, there's no way in hell I'd be in that type of relationship. But guess what? I'm not in that relationship. I'm in my relationship. Right. And that's what you want. You want to be in a relationship that you're happy and proud to be in. And so you can't judge other people because that's their type of style and how they love because that's what they were taught and that works for them. Right. Um, so you just move on to the next guy. And I think sometimes we, um, during the dating process, I was even, you know, I did this. I would internalize it and say there's something wrong with me because he wasn't a good fit. And you liked him, but he's not a good fit. So there's something wrong with me. Maybe I need to change. No, my core values are my core values. Yeah, he's not a good fit. Let me move on. That is true. That is true. Now, this 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 question may get some of y'all shook it and shook it up, but I, I really want to know this because I've been seeing this a lot lately. Do you think that people actually get um, black gay men specifically? Do you think that they really have the education and the desire to really have poly relationships or are they just being lazy? Um, One of the things I think, you know, in your 20s, you should experience dating so you can figure out what works well for you. Some people um, have found that, you know, being in a poly relationship really helps to satisfy all of their needs and it works Mm -hmm. well for them. Other people are like, no, I need one guy that I'm committed to. And maybe we have an agreement where we might have sex with a, another guy together. Mm-hmm. Others might say, hey, I want to be in an open relationship where we both can do our own thing, but it's just sexual, but nothing right. like when you're dating. I think you have to sit down and figure out like what works well for you. Because there are some people who should never be in an open relationship because they can't handle that. There are some people who should be honest with themselves that they are not or cannot sustain a monogamous relationship. Yes. So you need it's it's really about being honest to yourself and with your partner about your capacity. Yes. How do you know specifically if you are um, a person that is, you know, that you are a person that can be in a monogamous relationship because I think that is a difficult conversation to have with yourself or people don't even recognize that it is a conversation to have with themselves. They just think that maybe there's something wrong with their partner. Maybe it's just them. They don't even sit back to think, Hey, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm just not a person that is suitable for a monogamous relationship. Um, Like I don't even like how, how does one even, sit back to start that conversation with themselves. Right. So like if, if and, and it is about trial and error. So if you find yourself dating a guy for 12 months and 
you frequently have sex outside of that relationship, then that's a conversation. Like if you've tried to do it and it just doesn't work, then it's time for you to, to admit some things to yourself and your partner. I think we have been taught, you know, based on like heterosexual norms, yeah. which sometimes don't even work for them, that monogamy <laughs> is <laughs> right. That monogamy is the only option. Um, and, and it's not. I think one of the beauties of being a gay man is that we get to write our own narratives and you get yeah. to define the type of relationship that you and your partner want. And then you tell everybody else to mind their business yeah. and you do what you all want to do. But I, on, the, on the other hand, some people should stay <laughs> monogamous <laughs> because that's when you get, um, you know, sometimes when people get into physical fights or the yep. insecurity or all that type of stuff because they can't handle it. Yes. Yes. And I know some people, I personally know some couples that um, I have there that there's at least one partner that does not want to be in a um, a polyamorous relationship, um, but to satisfy their partner, you know they they they've been open to it, but it's not yeah. really what they want. Yeah, yeah, you got to be like, no, listen, I can't be with you if that's what you need. We can be friends, or we can't be friends. But you have to really figure out what works with you. And I think sometimes you might try it like for like six months. Let me see if I can do this. Like give it your best effort. And at the end of the day, if you don't feel good about yourself in that relationship, that is a key signal that you need to change the relationship dynamic or end the relationship. Yes. I think I think I think a lot of people, including myself, have have allowed certain behaviors or certain things to happen within a relationship because the, um, you know, there's this whole desirability thing, it seems like within the gay community. You know, you have to look a certain way, you have to be a certain, you have to um, be, uh, you know, uh, have a, be in a certain sexual position. And if you don't meet those desirability, um, mold, the mold, that mold, you kind of unfortunately put up with some other things that you probably sh that you probably shouldn't because outside of that is you know you're back to square one and i think the um being comfortable with being alone or or not being with someone that is bad for you is something that i personally am working working through through therapy is understanding that i don't have to settle and what i'm looking for it, I, I need to be proud of my standards um, and what I'm looking for instead of just settling because I don't want to be alone. Right, right. So I, I think we do, and I did a video about this the other day um, for Valentine's Day because I think sometimes Valentine's Day reminds single gay men um, what they don't have. Mm -hmm. But I think, and, and it just reminds us that, you know, sometimes we experience loneliness. And I think there are times that we make poor decisions when we are lonely just yes. to just to like soothe that loneliness and that might mean drugs alcohol or even lowering our standards for the types of guys that are compatible for us so we may spend company or time with someone who we know like we know doggone well that they're not a good fit for us or healthy for us but okay. you're lonely so you say i'll spend this time with this guy and you'll get what you can 
It's like, I'll take these crumbs just to satisfy this. And I think embracing loneliness by acknowledging it, spending times with our friends, like literally, let's go yes. get something to eat. Let's go to a walk in the park. Let's go look at the movies. Like when I say spend time with your friends, you do that. Um, you also may volunteer somewhere so that you expand your network. You you make sure you take care of that loneliness mm -hmm. so that you don't settle for the guy who's in the closet or who's going to be using you, taking money from you or lying or cheating on you. You don't want to settle. I do think that we should be as open as possible for what love looks like, mm. right? So I thought my husband would be some little skinny, light-skinned man, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you know, a, a lot of people around me are light-skinned, not even me. But my, my husband is black as black, <laughs> right? And I love and appreciate him for who he is. But if yes. I was so narrowly focused that someone had to be a certain um, skin tone or body size um, or certain education level, mm -hmm. I would still be single. Yeah. I was still be single. If, if someone had to have a certain degree, a certain salary, um, a certain number of stamps on their um, passport, if I had that requirement, I'd be single. So you believe love looks different for, uh, for everybody? It, love looks different for everybody. And you should explore the option that your type might not be your type. Yes. Your type might be someone that you had no idea that you would fall in love with. But if you don't stand in a posture of trying to get to know different types of people, mm -hmm. you would never know that. If your your guy has to be six foot and up and there's a guy who's five nine or five seven and you don't pay him any mind, you are missing out on something wonderful. That's true. That is true. I have one last question for you. Um, this is first of all, this has been really great. This has been such an eye-opening experience um having this conversation with you. You have you have definitely slapped me across the forehead a couple of times in this, in this conversation, and I appreciate it. <laughs> in a loving way. In a loving, in a loving way. way. In a loving way, absolutely. So my last question for you um has to do with um therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's you know for a while it was a taboo, you know, just in the black community, you know, to talk um, about therapy. But, you know, I, I'm, you know, lately we've been seeing, you know, more of the advocacy for, you know, men to go to therapy, men to get therapy, um, uh, specifically black men. And so how do you, um, do you, you know, there's this, there's this, there's always, there's this meme that just kills me saying, you know, um, be healed before you come to me. And I just don't believe a person can be completely healed before entering, um, dating someone or, or, or a full relationship. So I just wanna know what are your thoughts about, you know, should you have, should a person have, uh, uh, do some unpacking on their own, you know, in therapy before even starting the process of dating or entertaining the idea of being with someone? Yeah, so I, I thank you for bringing up this, this conversation and topic because I think as black gay men, and that, you know, I'm a black gay man, this world, this society, certain institutions of faith have taught me by verbally saying it, by having laws, 
by mm -hmm. killing people that being gay, being a black gay man is like the lowest thing that you can be. Right. Right. That you are an abomination, that you are sick, you are deviant, um, you're going to hell. Right. Those are the messages that we hear yeah. daily, daily. Like we see that. And if you know anything about minority stress, that does something to your body. It does something yeah. to your viewpoint on life. It does something on how you cope with life. So that's a lot of crap to deal with as a Black gay man. So of course, there is a process of healing and therapy is one of those avenues. So I think therapy helps you to unpack some of that. It helps you to develop new coping strategies because this society, even in 2023, you have to develop coping strategies because discrimination still exists for yeah. black gay men. I still have, you know, have friends who I've I've here who, who I know that have been beat up walking down the street just because they were gay. Yes. So it's a reality that some people want to forget or just be like, oh, you know, it's 2023. No, stuff still occurs. So therapy is a part of healing and coping with that. I do think you cannot expect to date a guy that is perfect because we all have red flags, if we're honest. Yes. I have red flags. <laughs> the difference is I'm aware of my stuff. Mm. It's, it's about being aware of your red flags and what are you doing to improve yourself? Now, yes. if your red flags are preventing you from your daily functioning, like with drugs and alcohol, depression, extreme anxiety, that should be the priority, not dating. Yep. Dating should not be the priority. It should be healing yourself to a place where then now you're functioning and you're wanting to meet somebody new, but still staying in therapy and self-development. That is true. Woo! Well, Lamar, I want to say thank you so much for uh, taking time out to uh, have a, a real conversation with me you 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 given me some some things to work with you know i i can walk away from this episode and say that i i've been doing more complaining than investing in truly mm. finding love and say that again please say it again yes I, I've, yes I've been doing more complaining than truly investing in um finding love and i i i have to admit that i have to be honest with myself I, I, that's just you know it's easy to complain the complaining part is so easy so actually you know establishing a network around me of people and chances and going you know going where i know i'll be you know appreciated celebrated instead of being where i know i'm not tolerated and mm. you know you know, understanding my red flags and knowing that no one's perfect and I'm not going to find someone perfect. Enjoy the dating process, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, going out and learning myself while I'm dating someone, learning them, actually learning them and communicating. Like I've learned all that just in, within this 45 minutes. So <laughs> I, yeah. I appreciate you so much. Can you let everyone know how they can follow you and find you? Because I know they're going to want to after this podcast. Sure. So my website, the uh, it's betterwaytomeet.com, betterwaytomeet.com, or you can reach, look at my Instagram account. It's called The Gay Dating Coach. Listen, and Shoot Your Shot Wednesdays is absolutely the most entertaining thing ever. It's hilarious. There are some 
five men on there. There's some two crazy <laughs> men on there. It's, the whole gambit. The whole gambit is there. So, Lamont, I really appreciate you for doing this. And I can't wait, can't wait to see you doing things here in Chicago and everywhere, all your live shows and your live dates. I, I love it. So I just can't wait to keep following your journey. No, thank you. I'll keep you posted on the event in Chicago. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you all later. Talk to you all soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. I'm Ms. Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e-s-u darrowdaresyou at gmail.com send me an email 